Welcome to the Resilient Living Podcast. I am your host, Terilyn Minifield, excited for another opportunity to share with you and share all things resilient. The topic today is one that is very personal to me, and I have a lot of friends and people that I know that are going through the same topic. So I thought it was time that I addressed it. I've been dealing with it for a while. And so the art of dealing with something is to express it. So today we're going to be talking about grief. Grief is a really hard subject to talk about. It's hard because it's so unpredictable and sometimes it's voluntary or an involuntary response to loss. The grief that I'm going to be talking about today is when you lose someone that you love, someone that's close to you that you care about. I'm going to be talking about my brother, my eldest brother, and his name was Gregory. And Gregory and I had such a special relationship that me living life without him here on earth has been a challenge It's a challenge for most of us that know Gregory and um, how he was and what he meant to our life. And the best part of having this life and knowing him was knowing that he was always there for me, always my guiding light, my biggest supporter, often my loudest cheerleader. And to tell you a little bit more about our relationship, man, It's just so much to say. Uh, Greg is my brother. He was nine years older than me. And in a family of five kids that lived together, uh, he was the eldest in our household. And so we always grew up knowing and watching Greg to be the leader of all of us. Um, If Greg was successful at something, that actually gave permission for the other children to experience it. I remember when he got his driver's license and that was the call, how he handled having a vehicle that my father purchased for him was going to be the trend for all the other children that followed behind him. It was like that for a lot of things that Greg did in our household. Um, One thing about him and mine relationship is that he was the oldest boy in the house and I was the oldest girl in the house. So we automatically had a kinship a relationship that spoke to who we were and our position, our family. For me, he was the one that I could depend on that never judged me, but was always a witness to what was going on with me. He encouraged me at times that I didn't know I needed encouragement. And he was always a teacher. If Greg knew something, he spent his time not only teaching me, but anyone else around them, around him, that he had an opportunity to explain what he thought, or maybe another way of doing something. That's just his personality. Um, And I would listen to his teachings and follow what I thought that he was saying. And there were many times that he would call me out when he was explaining something to me because he saw that I really knew the answer to maybe different questions or experiences that were going on around me. But I remained quiet in order for those that were in the situation to feel stronger or smarter or better than me. And Greg didn't like that. 
He would call me out and say, why are you pretending to be small when you actually do know the answer to things? And I never really had an answer for him other than I knew that it allowed other people to feel big. He didn't like that. He wanted me to act like who I was. And I appreciated that about him. So Greg got married and he started to have children. And as he got married, after going to college, getting his degree, and he started to have children, what was so amazing about that is that he basically brought me along with me in every experience that he had. So when he got married, you know, he explained to me what it was being married. And when he had children, I was allowed to be a part of the the family to be the best aunt ever because I treated his kids as if they were my kids. As a matter of fact, I really refer to them now as my original kids. So before I had children, I had Greg's children where they used to spend the night and I get to take care of them, um, order pizza, have videos. We had Blockbuster. Those of you that remember what Blockbuster was all about, they became my kids. And even though I had a short portion of what taking care of them was, it was a great portion a portion that allowed me to see what it was like to be a parent without the actual responsibility of parenthood. Um, But I got to share. And to this day, they call me Tia and refer to me as that one that was always there. The one that was always there in support of Greg and everything that went on with their family. So we grew up together, you know, as I watched him grow into being a husband and a father and watched him succeed in the business world. Um, you know, as he was my cheerleader, as I was develop- developing over time, I was also his biggest cheerleader because I knew and understood that there wasn't anything that he couldn't do. He was very successful in the business world. And out of his teaching, he would teach me things about how to handle situations when it came to corporations or managing people, all of that. He was just bigger than life to me. And I think the best part of having Gregory in my life, being my brother, was that I never understood the level of who he was or how he was, Um, or rather, let me say it this way, I never measured the amount of what he meant to me. Um, I just lived and existed and did everything I knew to do to be a sister and knew that he was there as my brother. He was bigger than life, the ultimate big brother. He committed to make himself available, even though there wasn't a vacancy to fill in my life. When I became a single mom, his whole drive and purpose was to make sure that I had what I needed, that even though my boyfriend or husband as he is today, wasn't stepping up to the plate to be my husband, My brother wanted to make sure that I knew that I would never miss out on anything because he was available. He was there. I never felt like I was disappointing him. He really loved and respected me. And I loved and respected him. We had an an incident that happened in our life back in 2017. And in 2017, my brother had a heart attack when he was Um, on assignment in Mississippi, the place where he resided before he left this world was Tampa. 
So in his assignment in Mississippi, he had a heart attack. And in that heart attack, um, they put him on life support. And during that time, you know, my husband, in his wisdom, um, decided that it was an opportunity that I needed to go and be there with my brother. That for whatever reason, I needed to make that trip. And that's exactly what I did. So as I was there with him and watching him go through that whole process, the surgeries, him being sedated and on a ventilator, uh, it was my opportunity to really pray and intercede for him and believe for him to be well, to stay alive. And after, I believe, like 10 days, he actually recovered to where he was off the ventilator. He was able to talk. And as it was time for me to get ready to return to my family in Arizona, you know, he began to talk to me about how much it meant for me to be there. And it was just my honor to be there for him. So in that event that happened in 2017, it actually lit a fire inside of him that he was going to make sure that everyone in the world knew and understand what, a, what it was to have a relationship with God. He was on fire for God where he was using every example or situation to help other people know and understand that we have a God that loves us, that cares about us, that delivers us, that heals us. And it was an incredible, incredible time to watch him. Now, throughout this journey of him dealing with the heart attack, there were a lot of medical ailments that, that he had. You know, we had um, high blood pressure and diabetes, and even I believe he had Crohn's disease. So there were a lot of things that were attacking his body and medication that he was taking um, that had started to affect his body in a different way. You know, there are always side effects to medication and it didn't hinder his thinking or his mind, but it did limit the amount of interaction that he um, had as far as maintaining his health or, you know, his movement. It wasn't fun to watch him be medicated. It wasn't fun for him to battle these different things, but throughout his continued journey here on earth, I've seen him fight and win any kind of medical attack or struggle that he was having. So often these results from medication or any ailment that he was dealing with prevented him from working in the corporate positions that he had or traveling the way that he used to um, with his family or with his wife, my sister, Deborah. There were a lot of things that started to change in our lifestyle. And with the onset of COVID and how COVID was starting to attack bodies, he became one of those that were attacked. And as he laid in the hospital bed after contracting COVID and he left this world, one of the biggest things that he left was the actual hope of what was to come for everything that he wanted to do and all that he continued to show each and every one of us, those three years that were added on to his life before he left. Now I say all of that for you to understand and know who my brother was when he was here on earth and how much he meant to me. 
And sometimes his absence can actually feel like a burden. It can feel like a burden because I'm not able to reach out and call him and talk to him. It becomes a burden because, you know, I didn't take him for granted while he was here on this earth, but I enjoyed having him being the one that could relate to me and encourage me and be the person that could speak life to me um, and understood and know that the path that I'm going was going to be a great one. I never took him for granted. I always enjoy enjoyed spending time with him and talking to him, regardless of any and everything that he was going through. There was always something for me to learn. This was a brother that grew up protecting me, that I depended on his protection. And even though I didn't take it for granted, I, I didn't realize the weight of what that protection felt like until he was no longer here on this earth to provide it. You know, I always hear, you know, it really doesn't matter uh, what someone thinks of you, but it always matters how they made you feel. And he made me feel safe. He was my safe place in whatever stage he was in his life. And even in the times when he was battling different medical ailments, he always made me feel as if I was going to be okay because of what he was dealing with. Now, I want to paint the picture and be very clear that, you know, whatever your side of the debate of COVID or what you believe about it, I believe that if there was no COVID, that my brother would still be here. Is that absolutely true? I don't know. But if he didn't have COVID, he wouldn't have gone through what he went through. And I just believe that he would still be here battling those medical situations that he was dealing with and that him having COVID, it destroyed the opportunity for us to continue to have him here with us on earth. Now, when it comes to grief, and many of you that have experienced grief, you understand and know that grief has its ebbs and it flows. You know, sometimes things feel okay. And sometimes the weight of his absence feels like such a burden that it makes me sad, even really down, because there's nothing that I can do to change that his presence isn't a physical presence here on earth with me. And so with that, what I want you to know and want you to hear is that for every day that I'm here on this earth, I honor my brother. I honor him by carrying on and allowing the lessons that he taught me become the law that I live by. There are so many sweet little lessons that are given to us by people that we love. And it's my job to enjoy those precious memories and be grateful that I will see him again. There is no doubt that the mark that my brother left on my heart, my family, his children, my sister Deborah, there is no describing the mark that will never be erased. But the assurance of knowing that we're going to see him again, and the precious, precious memories that we have of spending time with him, of laughing with him, of growing with him, of believing with him, 
are things that no one can ever take away from us. Greg was zealous for life. He was zealous for his relationship with God. And he was a man that I was able to admire. And the consistency of his love was exactly that, consistent. Regardless of what was going on in the world, regardless of what was going on with him, there was a consistency that was available that I can allow that to be the anchor in the middle of anything that I was going on in my life. So I speak to all of you that may have someone that you love, someone that you treasure, someone that's no longer physically here with you on earth. I understand. But more importantly, what I want you to know is, is that you have memories which are such a gift that other people don't have. I think I heard a saying one time that says it's it's better to have loved than lost than never to have loved at all. And I think those that are dealing with grief really have to understand and know that. Because your grief really is temporary and love really is forever. I see my brother and my nieces and my my niece and my nephews, I see the little ways and the glimpses of him and different things that they do and in their personalities of how they go about taking care of their families and how they love their children and how they continue to grow and and are a part of the things that are going on in this world. And I know my brother is extremely proud of them because each one of them make the time and space to be who they authentically are just like their dad did. And I'm looking at this relationship from a sister. I can only imagine what they look at from a dad. It's, um, it's hard. It's really hard sometimes that the ways of his absence, um, sometimes it just, there are no words to really understand it or compare to how it felt when he was around Um, there's really nothing that can really add to the feeling of his absence, but there is a gratefulness that covers my heart that I know that he was proud of me, that he knew. And I knew that we never took our time together for granted and that we have the hope and expectation that death or departing from this world is not the end of our relationship. He gets to begin his forever. And one day I'll be able to join him there and see him again and just love on him and be loved by him. But I'm so grateful for the memories that I have. I'm so grateful that my husband encouraged me to go and be with him in 2017 when he had the heart attack and was there on life support. I'm so grateful for the little phone calls that I would have with him on Sunday And I'm grateful for the faith that we share together. I'm grateful for the love that we have for our family, that we express it by having trips or buying gifts or things that are outside of ourselves, and maybe even unreasonable at times. I'm so grateful for all of those times that we laugh together. Tomorrow is not promised to anybody. 
you have to take the time to look around you and enjoy the love that is around you. I encourage you, if there's someone in your life that you haven't talked to that have been on your heart, reach out to them. Let them know that you're thinking about them. Let them know that because tomorrow's not promised, you want to make sure that they hear you today. If there are things in your relationships of those that are close to you that you need to forgive. Forgive because it's a process that releases you so that if you were never to see them again, you know you did your part. I told you that there isn't really an understanding or words to really articulate what grief really is or how the loss of something that you can really actually tangible touch without having the burden of their absence be a part of your day. But I can tell you how the gratefulness, the absolute love that you have for that person can overcome you that it allows you to keep carrying on when you didn't even know that you could. I'm so grateful for my Gregory and all of us who love and miss him. We hold on. We know and understand that tomorrow isn't promised and that he was a great, great, great brother, husband, friend, dad. And because of his greatness, we get to be great and we get to honor him every day. Really. Take and make the time to be with those that you love and allow that love to sprinkle over every situation, every disagreement, any and everything that doesn't add up to the love that you need or the love that you'll remember. I have a a few friends that have recently lost their mom. I lost my mom. It'll be five years ago this April that my mom left the world. And, you know, it's just another shadow and another layer of the grief that we sometimes feel in this life. And the, the most important thing that I know about the grief that I feel when it comes to my mom or my god sister or my brother or my best friend, all of those that have transitioned what it comes in the holding on to the grief that stops you, that keeps you stuck, doesn't allow you to live with the life that they would want you to live. Most times people that have transitioned, that are a believer in God, they've transitioned into heaven. So they're with God. There is nothing wrong with them and us hungering and desiring for their absence only is us wasting time. Wasting time dwelling in what isn't and what wasn't and what can't be. We have to honor them and continue to live and live good. So this has been really heavy on my heart. I have been thinking about my brother, hearing things that my brothers told me knowing and understanding that I know that he's proud of me being consistent and loving on my family and doing all of those things, all of those lessons that have become law. I know that he's proud. And most importantly, I'm proud to be a sister. 
Thanks for listening.